had to bring it back once. Had to bring it back once. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. How are you today, sir? I'm great now with the with the retro intro. That's right. The old school intro right there, brother. That's going way Love back. It. Love it. Someday we'll figure out how to make that work again. Um, Adam, it's a beautiful day, man. We uh, had a nice rainy day out there, but the NBA playoffs are starting. Uh, they're not starting. The conference finals are starting. That's right. Which means the conference semifinals are over. And I have got a thousand questions for you about NBA basketball okay. um, because there is so much going on. So much, so much that no one, no one really expected. I think, I think there's a lot of things that, that uh, kind of got thrown out there. That's a little bit different than normal. So I'm really excited to see how that's going to go. But before we get into that, Adam, I'd like to tell you that Ohio Mosquito Control uh, sponsors the show over here. We've got rocking the hat again today at Ohio Mosquito Control. We offer quality services to the Cincinnati area at reasonable prices. Family owned and operated. Professional Mosquito Control Service. It's just a phone call away. Best part is you can also book it online. Start your personalized pest management service right here at Ohio mc.com they'll do you can set it up for weeks and they'll do it every three to four weeks and make sure all summer long you got no mosquitoes biting at your little feet and your every and your ankles and your arms and everything if you got kids that get big old welts when they get bit not anymore not with the not with the boys at ohio mosquito control um ohio-mc.com check them out you can book online they'll also do just one-time sprays if you got some kind of event coming on yeah so yeah big time um, so there you go. Ohio mosquito control, ohio-mc.com book online. They do my yard, have done it for four or five years and they kick mosquito, but you know why they do that, Adam? Why is that? Because they are the pest of the pest. A lot of uh, people are going to be hosting for graduation parties. These That's days. right. Coming up, man. Get, get on there. Ohio-mc.com. Get a hold of the Schmeig family and make this thing happen. I'm telling you, if you've got graduation parties coming up, or any of those, any other kind of party that you got, they'll make sure nobody's getting bit in your backyard, man. Nobody wants to go to a party and spray a bunch of stanky off or backwoods mm -hmm. or whatever that stuff is. Nobody wants any of that. No citronella candles. Right. Just get you a spray a couple days beforehand. You're ready to go. Way better than exactly. I, I don't like summer because of bugs. Exactly. <laughs> it's, and I, I can't stand the, the, just like you said, I, I don't like using suntan lotion. I don't like using bug spray, yeah. but they're very necessary because otherwise you're going to get and this destroyed. Is an, and this is an all-natural base spray they put down, right? It's just going after the skeeters. Uh, you know, leaves the bees alone. The bees can still go. Everybody's got to have the honey bee. We got to save the honey bee. You know how that goes. We Apparently, there's a honey shortage along with every other shortage in the world. So it doesn't kill the honey bees. It's just focused right there on our little little uh insect biting little stinkers and the skeeters i love honey mm, not me no never been a honey guy oh huh. i like honey i like honey in my tea when it's uh Ooh, cold outside yeah. yeah pretty good so when you put honey in tea like honey is like a syrup mm -hmm. right it's real thick you put that in tea it doesn't just sink straight to the bottom and you like don't get any flavor at all you you mix it in it dissolves so you got to do a pretty good stir then if it's that thick, I feel like you got to get a pretty good stir. No, because it's hot tea. 
the, oh, so the, the hot, hot tea, tea makes it easier to it out. Oh, yeah, sure. oh okay. Okay. Yeah, it's all like right in. I like makes it. it sweet. I love a good sweet tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love a good sweet tea. It's a hot, it's a it's it's a little bit of sweetness. It's not that like thick sugary sweet tea that yeah. you buy at the store or whatever, but it makes it sweeter. It uh it just makes it a little nicer. I love it. That sounds good. Also good for you. There's some sort of health properties. I like honey whiskeys. Okay. Those are delicious. I've I've tried one uh years ago. Um Jack Daniels honey? Maybe. Maybe yeah. that was maybe. it. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Not that bad. I love them. I think they're good. Uh, they were big for a while there. Mm. They got they got real big there for a little while. All right, Adam. Let's get in. Let's let's. How are we going to start this off? Do you want to start off by talking about the playoffs? Of course, we do have Reese's that we uh, we've been trying a ton of different Reese's here lately, um, and we are not going to stop eating a Reese's candy until we've eaten all the different types of Reese's bars. I was going to say, speaking of sweets. Oh, here let's, we go. Uh, let's uh, let's dive in. So what do you got for, for what do we have for this week on the uh, Reese's bar? Before we get into the sports world, what do we got? I'm a little nervous because I feel like there was something that you weren't a, a big fan of. And I'm, I hope it's not this one. Um, but I've had, I haven't had one of these in a long time, but I, when they first came out, I was killing these things. Okay. I love them. All right. The other thing is these have been in my freezer. I, I thought it would be a good idea. Reese's Reese's candy out of the freezer is always a good idea. Sure. I hope it's not too frozen though. I took them out before I came over. All right. We're going with the fast break. Oh, I don't know that I've ever had the fast break, my friend. Oh, okay. I don't know. Got some like nougat or something. Yeah, it looks like a little nougat. This looks like the same thing that's in the uh, outrageous bars or the nutrageous or the outrageous bar. It looks like it's got a little of that nougat. Yeah. A little nougat. And they have, uh, but they have like peanuts and stuff in them too, right? The nutrageous and the outrageous. The nutrageous oh, does. The outrageous has just the uh, Reese's or has the Reese's pieces in it. This looks like it's oh, got right. a little, uh, this has got a little inside uh, chocolate layer on it. I like that. And oh. then, uh, okay. Yeah. Peanut butter, nougat. Butter, There's peanut butter, some nougat. There's some uh, milk chocolate. I'm excited to see how this is going to go. So last week, the the chip we did the chip mm-hmm. i wasn't a big fan you weren't i was, I was not you liked them. something weird about it so i'm excited to see how this goes go ahead take a bite i think this is going to be pretty good i th- i'm i'm pretty excited about it Eat. uh anytime you get reese's peanut butter in your mouth it's about as good as it gets so i'm speaking of getting something in your mouth you got to hear this story. Yeah, it won't go that way. We'll, <laughs> we'll keep it on the clean. So I have an addiction to sunflower seeds. We've talked about this on the show many times. I eat the Lay's uh, Ranch. You get them two for a dollar, the, the tall, skinny blue bags. I eat two to three bags a day, somewhere in it. Every day. All, it's, it's every single day while I'm in the truck. It's, it's constant. I think I think I had my I, I I had a moment today where I was like, this really is a drug for me. It really is. You get to the end of the bag and my favorite part. So I'm to the point now when I go look, when I go in to buy them, I look inside each bag and make sure I get the one that's got the most ranch powder in it. Mm-hmm. And I grab I grab those. I don't want I don't want some baby ones. I want the I want one that's got a bunch because by the time you get to the bottom, all that extra ranch powder is down at the bottom. That's so good. 
I did the little pop bag, blew inside of it, got it real big and fat, turned it, dumped all the good ranch in, and I made a noise in my truck that should only be reserved for you and your loved one in <laughs> intimate moments. And I like the eyes roll back in the back of my head and I was, oh, and I went, oh my God, this, this is what a heroin addict feels when they get to shoot up. That's what, like, this is what that feels like. I, I am a hundred percent addicted to sunflower seeds. I'm the same way with, I would say, chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream and some iterations of it um and and certain chocolate chip cookies mm. so like the the kroger chocolate chip cookies uh from the from the kroger bakery and then udia or homemade brand cookies and cream not cookies and cream what did i just say chocolate chip chocolate chip cookie dough and especially in uh, special occasions, like you know, Tuesdays or Thursdays or Mondays or Fridays or Saturdays, I'll I'll pour. I'll get every day, but Wednesday and Sunday, <clears throat> those two. Plenty of ice cream in a bowl or a cup. Usually go cup. Root beer. I know you hate that. Root beer over the top. Sprinkles sometimes. Mm -hmm. Rainbow sprinkles mm -hmm. over that. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. oh, a root beer float with sprinkles. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I, and I feel the same way. Mm -hmm. I feel the same way. I mean, my, my stomach feels like it's a, a just rotund, but, uh, I don't understand so good the deliciousness of a root beer float, man. It's, it just does something to the ice cream. It, 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 it almost like puts a coating of root beer flavoring on the ice cream. I want to say, plus you get the, you know, in the spoon, you get a little pull around the ice cream or whatever. It's just, I don't know. They, they just go so well together to me. And uh, I don't know. It's, you're not a huge root beer guy though. I'm not, not in the least. However, I couldn't tell you the last time I had root beer. I'm giving this an 8.9. Hey, you like it. This is good. Um, all right. You are so you are giving the Reese's fast break an 8.9. I'm going. I need to I need to remember to write these down so we can keep track. I don't know why, but uh mm. 8.9. I'm going I'm going uh I'm gonna make you think I'm gonna make you think real hard about it yeah. <laughs> and go like uh just go nine. I'm just gonna go nine. Whoa, 9.0. Is that even allowed? 9.0. 9.0. Yep. I, I just want to make you think like, should I have just gone a 10? Mm -mm. No, solid 8.9. Nice. Okay. Sticking to it. Mm -hmm. So, what makes it not reach the nine? I don't know. I think there's something in it that's a little chewier than I would like it to be. Okay. Take out the little chewier part, and it's and it's up above that. I feel like it's got to be the nougat, right? Unless, yeah, it's got. It's definitely the nougat down at the yeah. bottom. I I assume it's the stuff down at the bottom. Chewier. I know what you're talking about. Or there's there like this a... different layer of chocolate on the inside that it could be too. It's a little. It's not a hard chocolate, but it's like a different layer of chocolate. It could be that too. 
Okay. So you would like it to be a little bit softer. Yeah, I would like it to be a little softer, which okay. may also be just from being in the freezer. Yeah. Which I'm a big oh free. I mean, I put my chocolate in the freezer all the time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Reese's peanut butter cups in the freezer or the refrigerator, even. Mm-hmm. The best. That's the only place I keep them. All right. So uh, good scores here. We're basically, you're at an eight, nine. I'm, I'm about a nine. Uh, good job. Reese is on the fast break. I remember when these first came out and I tried one, I'm like, holy smokes, this is like my new favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And I ate a bunch of them for a while. And then I just didn't for a while. I don't know. I saw them the other day. I was like, that's probably going to happen to me with the outrageous bar. I had two more today. I, I go to the store, I go pick up. It's got to the point now where every morning I go to the gas station and grab two or four bags of sunflower seeds and I walk to see because they don't always have them. But if they've got the outrageous bar, I just grab two of them every single day. Look, you need some energy throughout the day. Mm-hmm. You got to keep keep some nourishment. Keep some energy flowing into your body so you can go sell some wood. Yep. Got to do what you got to do, man. There you go. All right. So we are, um, let's, 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 let's move from the Reese's and head over to the NBA playoffs. I know we've got a lot of people that aren't a big fan of the NBA playoffs, but do we are getting into the end of the playoffs. We told you how great of a series the Celtics and Bucks were going to be. We told you how great it was going to be. And it showed out. We had a seven-game series. Uh, we also had a seven-game series in the Dallas Mavericks v. Phoenix Suns. Giannis Antetokounmpo is, um, I don't know, I, I don't know if there's a debate. Giannis Antetokounmpo is more than likely the best player in the NBA right now. And... Uh, Top 10 player right now is probably a guy like Devin Booker and an all-time superstar in Chris Paul. Yep. Have both been knocked out of the playoffs. So before we get started with all this stuff, because those were two terrible game sevens, absolute blowouts, I'm pretty sure Phoenix, I don't know if Phoenix even showed up for that game. Oh, my gosh. But here's my question for you. Who is the best player left in the playoffs? Because you've got Miami and Jimmy Butler, right? That's their guy. In Boston, you've got Jason Tatum, who has now clearly taken over Jalen Brown for the best player on that team. Although Jalen Brown's fantastic. I don't mean in a bad way. Um, You've got Luka Doncic, and you've got Steph Curry. Yep. It's hard. It depends on how you want to look at it. Best, uh, most exciting player, probably Luca, maybe or or Steph. I mean, you know, the game going on right now has got the two best players in the in the in the playoffs. Possibly, it's 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 Steph or or Luca, and Luca is becoming a guy who I'm I'm going to put my two cents in right now. Do it. I love Luca Doncic. He might be. I, we talked about this at the beginning of the year. He might be my new favorite player in the NBA. Hard not to like the guy. He he got into a thing last year where you know he he got to like basically MVP level, and then in in his 
complaining about calls got so bad that he got a lot of technicals, got kicked out of some games, yeah. and it got hard to watch. He entered this season with a mindset that he was going to try to fix that a little bit. I think he talked, excuse me, talked to some people and uh, and wanted to to, to kind of get better at that. Now, and he's a young he he's a young guy coming from Europe. He played professional ball in Europe forever. It's not as much as we like to say this ain't the old NBA. It's still more physical than a lot of ball you're going to play around the world. Sure. Yep. Um, but he but you know yeah he 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 is definitely working the officials all game long. But and and when you said Jimmy Butler, I'm like, yeah, it's not going to be him. Um, and that's a day after coming off. He's he they Miami beat Boston in game one, and he's coming off a 41.9 rebound, like six assists. And the biggest thing to me is uh, four steals and three blocks in that game. Well, yeah, he's one of the best. He he's the best defensive player left in the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. He wow. might be the best defense. Who's better than him? defensively Draymond Draymond okay 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 and and the defensive player of the year this year Marcus Smart who didn't play in game one man I'm telling you what I think Jimmy Butler is as good a defender as both those guys maybe maybe he's always been one of the best two-way players I mean you always talk about him and Kawhi Leonard and Clay Thompson and those guys but um yeah I'm with you Jimmy Butler was incredible in game one and they and they beat uh now Boston was without Marcus Smart, but Miami is without Kyle Lowry. Yep. Uh, so, you know, everybody's kind of playing without without a guy or two or whatever. But it was interesting to see Miami beat them and pretty handily. That's the thing about the playoffs so far is, and you you mentioned it, the most disappointing, you know, my heaven day of two game sevens on Sunday. Yep. I'm going into it like, oh, my God, I'm making plans around those games. I'm sitting down watching those games. And they turned out to be two awful. awful yep. <laughs> I mean, Dallas was up by 40 most of the second half. Yeah. At halftime, they were up by like 32 or something like that. Yeah, it was. That was really surprising. Apparently, there's some issue where. DeAndre, they're way down on DeAndre Ayton after that game. I heard Monty Williams actually told him, said something to him during the game, took him out. He only played like 17 minutes or something like that or 15 minutes or something, and he he took him out and said, you quit on us or something like that. And Monty, I've never heard Monty Williams say anything bad about anybody in my life. Wow. And he told DeAndre Ayton to his face during the game that he quit on his team. I don't know. I have to go back and, and like pay attention to DeAndre Ayton closer. But man, that's that's a real thing. And then people that's right it. away are that's talking about saying something. That's big because I'm going to tell you, man. These guys in the I mean, you're in the NBA. You're in the playoffs. You're a you're a you're you're that high of a caliber of player in that moment. I I mean, guys quit in the middle of games all the time in the regular season, but in that moment in a game seven, you better be if you're going to say something like that to a player. You better be damn sure that that's legit what happened, or else that that coach of the year trophy you just got, you ain't gonna get very many more of them because you're gonna lose that locker room quick. Oh, like I said, I I have no doubt that's the case. If if Monty Williams said it, I feel like exactly he doesn't say things like that very right. You'd never hear him say anything bad about anybody. But um, yeah, that was interesting, and you're already hearing about uh other teams like look talking to him or looking looking for trades and things like that um so he may very well end up somewhere else so 
if you're listening to this and your favorite team needs a center or a big, uh, DeAndre Ayton may be on the market, maybe on the trade block. It'd be interesting to see how DeAndre Ayton takes that because he's a very young player. We got a new generation of of uh, of of player that you hear you hear you know these these. Uh, veterans talk about it all the time. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be interesting to see how he takes it because if he just decides he doesn't want to be there anymore, he's just going to decide he doesn't want to be there anymore. He's going to do the, he's going to do the, the, oh God bless America. Uh, ben Simmons kind of deal where he's just like, okay, I'm, I'm just not playing. I don't want to be here. I don't feel comfortable. I don't, I'm just not playing mm-hmm. instead of, I don't want to be here. I don't feel comfortable, but, this is my job. So I'm going to go out and do my job anyway. That, that mindset is no longer a big thing in the NBA. Anymore. You're right. James Harden's done it twice. James Harden's uh, done it. Exactly. Even, even, uh, old, old one eyebrow. Oh, uh, scallywag. When he was in old scallywag, one eyebrow, when he was in New Orleans and decided to, to request a trade or whatever. And then Anthony they just, Davis, yeah. Anthony Davis, they just stopped playing him because they're like just waiting for him to to get traded get traded yep they basically said if he gets hurt or something happens they're not going to get anything for him so sit him on the bench (laughs) so weird it's it's insane the way that's you know and a lot of people talk about it as the players you know it's good for the players to have you know uh power Mm -hmm. but at some point in time man that's a tough thing to swallow when you're in that locker room with him playing as hard as you can every single night that's hard That'd be hard. That's hard for me. Absolutely. As That's a teammate, as a coach, a coach, coaches are huge on that kind of stuff, like drilling into players, yeah. especially younger players, about you know being just like you know dealing with adversity, pushing through it, and and being there for your teammates, not being selfish, and that kind of stuff. And it's just on on that level, I guess when money's involved, when there's so much money involved, you're just gonna. So so speak. The, they do have the power. Speaking of that, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rotate us. Off. I'm going on a tangent right now. We talked about this for a minute. I'm going to go on a tangent. In a couple states, high schoolers are able to make money off name, image, and likeness. The state of Ohio is having the, uh, I don't know if it's coaches or there's some like 500 coaches or something like that that have to vote on uh, if they will allow name, image, and likeness in the state of Ohio for high school. I did not get a vote. You didn't get a vote? Okay. Maybe it's just varsity coaches. <laughs> Probably. They're the only ones that matter. <laughs> no, freshman girls basketball, although it is D1. Freshman girls basketball. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> One of the greatest. I'll tell you what. I, honestly, right now, if you were to put a, if you were to start a Hall of Fame for uh, high school freshman girls basketball coaches, I feel like you'd be first first ballot man i appreciate that i think if you're if you're talking yeah if you're talking specifically at oak hills high school in the last year (laughs) maybe maybe i'm considered so anyway uh let's get back to this name image likeness thing you were talking about money being a big part of it in the nba uh, that's a big thing where a lot of coaches have come out in the state of Ohio of saying, uh, how is this going to affect my team if it's going to be the quarterback or you know the, the star point guard or whoever is getting money 
and and going through this. Um, how's it going to affect the team? Is he going to hold out for things? Is, are things going to happen? Are you know what's he going to do when we get into a situation where we're losing a lot of games and he thinks that you know uh, he needs to be somewhere else? And you know you you already see Ohio's open whatever you call it for high school, where you can move. You don't have to sit out. If you move into a different district, you just start playing for that team. Open enrollment. Open enrollment. There you go. So um, that is the biggest issue in the state of Ohio right now that, that coaches are thinking about is that exact thing of, of all right, well, it's, it's all about the money. How are the re- How's the rest of the team going to act with this kid? Would you do name it? Would you let name, image, and likeness go in high school? The big now, now to let it be clear, no contracts can be signed by the kids. It has obviously they're they're under eighteen, so it has to all be signed by a parent, by an adult. Uh, and they, I believe they are they would make it to where you have to have a nil attorney in before you. I think they said you have to do that. I can't remember if they said they have to or if they, they strongly suggest it have an NIL attorney go over everything before you get into any kind of contract. Yeah, that's a, that, that was the thing I was going to bring up is, for me, it's all about the stipulations. You have to have yep. strong strong rules around it because these people are minors. Which yeah. is what happened in, the, in college basketball. They screwed up by, by not having basically anything going on, and it became open season, and now they're trying to reel it all back in and figure out how to do it all. Yeah. So I, I, they are, they, I believe there's a lot of different stipulations and I read an article in the paper, but it was a couple of weeks ago and I can't remember everything about it because uh, there's a lot of law talk in it. And you, I, a lot of those words, I don't even sound out. I just skip through them. I don't even try to sound them out. Yeah. But, but it's the law stuff is the most important part of it to me, I yep. think. And yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's not going to affect very many high school kids because it's only going to be, you know, you're going to be able to make, you're going to be able to do whatever it is, however you're going to make the money, appearances or or maybe local commercial or something, whatever it is that having your own, you can have your own sponsor. Uh, well, it, you can, ha- you can't, there's nothing can be put on a jersey. So that's not going to happen because that's school. You can have a camp, you can do a camp in your name, but you cannot have anything from that school on any article of clothing that is involved in that camp it can you can't have anything from the school so there's a lot of separation in some of the stuff uh one thing i do like about it and i was reading in the paper about this is kind of cool uh you're starting a business it's your brand you start you you have to start run a business pay taxes all kinds of stuff. And if you do it correctly and and if you are the one in charge you're doing it that's the other part too you are running a business and going to school full-time and playing a sport full-time. That's a lot. But if you do it, you can walk into a job interview out of high school or college and say, I don't have experience yet. I don't have job experience yet. However, I've been running my own business for the last two years or whatever. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's something that it, it is, there's good and bad to it, I think. And I don't know, I, I would personally vote it down personally okay. for the locker room reasons. I don't like the locker room reasons. Of course, like you said, though, 
so few kids that are going to make anything off of this. Essentially, top 25, maybe even top 50 in the country mm-hmm. might get, you know, might get some some something along with that. But, you know, or maybe maybe a couple of kids in each state or something like that. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to affect a ton of people, I don't think. Um, but the locker room thing is interesting, but it's not. I mean, it, it can't just be assumed that it's going to break apart a locker room because that's not a guarantee. Yeah. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, it's It all depends on how people behave, how how the person who's getting paid for their name, yep. uh, how they're handling it, uh, how they act and, and treat other people around them, treat, treat their teammates and everything, and then how they take it. I mean, if, if you're going to have jealousy or whatever, well, that's honestly, that's on you. I mean, yep. that's... yeah it's kind of your responsibility to put that stuff aside. Now, if, if that stuff is affecting practices and that kind of thing, then it's the coach's job to say that stuff stops right now, or that's it. You know, every school has to have an administrator that you can go to that can, that will, that will be able to know about what, who's doing it, how it's being reported. You have to start your own LLC. If you're going to do it, you have to start an LLC. You have to trademark any, anything you have. So you have to go and do a lot of stuff before you can. It's just, it's like, not like some kid can just go make a bunch of shirts with his face on it. Cause he's the fat kid on the basketball team. You know what I mean? And, you know, sell them for 10, 20 bucks piece to the rest of the kids in school. You have to do, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of stuff that you have to go through. Yeah. It, it's not like the movie Teen Wolf, you know, you can't, you're not just going to have <laughs> yep. your face and styles and just coming out, making uh making shirts overnight for you. He's not, he's not making shirts. And uh, now if they had, if they had a shirt, if you made a shirt of chubby from the team, uh, I 100% wear that. Yeah. I'd a hundred percent wear a chubby shirt. Shoot it fat boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And look, that's why yeah, you gotta have to start your own LLC. There's all this legal stuff, but that's why you have to have, the attorney the attorneys and the administrators you have to have those people in place a 16 17 year old kid is not going to do all that stuff himself it's mostly going to be done by right you cannot start an llc at 16 or 17 years old you cannot do it so it's mostly all the all the hard stuff is going to be handled by those those people and the parents yeah I could be wrong about that. We have too many lawyers that listen to this podcast. I could be (laughs) totally wrong. Maybe you can start an LLC at that age. I don't know. Yeah. Don't at me. (laughs) <laughs> or maybe at us or so, at uh, us let us know what yeah. what is good about it this would be this would have been a good this would be a good topic to bring uh Joe. mr leonard into yeah um, for sure fan of the podcast so anyway uh back to the nba so yeah uh kind of crazy with the deandre ayton thing feel bad for devin booker while i'm talking about devin booker is there a kendall jenner curse in the nba no. blake griffin Blake Griffin signs a huge contract and and dates Kendall Jenner and within six to eight months is traded and it is lost a, into obscurity, <laughs> lost into obscurity. Uh, that goes away. She dates Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons goes into his own obscurity and is gone. Is it is it too late for Devin Booker to get out? Can he still get out of this curse? <laughs> and actually i've heard some rumors it's not that, a joke by the way i'm being dead serious i've heard rumors that that's a big part of ben simmons mental health stuff is that 
is that but did, oh do you know you know that if Devin Booker we've talked about this before with I think we talked about with Kim Kardashian or something maybe like if Devin Booker is out there playing against against uh Ben Simmons and he's like yeah that's right yeah you know who I am yeah that's right mm-hmm. she left you for me big boy oh oh you gonna back me down you feel that don't you that's why she left that's why she left yeah yeah that's why she left <laughs> Yep, you feel that. It ain't even ready to go yet. <laughs> a lot of trash talk opportunity there for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know what? Maybe there is. Maybe there is a Kendall Jenner curse. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. It could I, be. I'll tell you this. If she breaks up with Devin Booker, I'm willing to take one for the team and see if it's true. I will. Uh, it's gonna be so hard. I will date Kendall you can Jenner. Ru- you're, I mean, you're 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 willing to ruin your career. One hundred. <laughs> I don't even like my job. <laughs> exactly. Yep. No. Uh, sign me up for that. I don't care if it's three months, six months, two weeks. Sign me up. I'll take you. I'll take one for the team. There you go. I'll, I'll I'll see if it's true. Uh, God love those Kardashians, man. You want to talk about name, image, and likeness? Good night, those girls. You can say whatever you want. They don't work. They don't do nothing. Those girls work their tails off. And they, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I've talked about how much I, I respect them. They have taken something. They've started, they started, they started a new generation of kids making money for what old, older people say is doing nothing, which basically is just being themselves on social media. hot being hot on social media and and you know people pay them a thousand dollars every time they take a picture with a banana in their hand sure yeah chiquita pays big chiquita money. right so is I, i'm gonna come on i'm going on record as saying good for those girls good for the whole jenner kardashian family there's a couple billionaires in there quite a few multi-multi-millionaires. I mean, how, the only reason people hate on them is because they're jealous. They're jealous. They're jealous. They can't be that. They're jealous that those girls made all that money and have done all this by what they say is doing nothing, which I say they still work every day to get there, man. It ain't easy staying and looking like that. I guess so. I guess. you Tell me what you think about it. Yeah, I mean, if they're like, you know, a little bit less attractive, they don't do any of this stuff. I mean, you know, they do have the their their dad mom is Bruce Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. And they they come from famous people. Mm-hmm. So there's the start. But if they were if they were normal people and if they looked, they've opened they it up, looked like normal people. They've opened, the, they've opened up a whole new generation of normal kids, normal people making money mm. off of this. 100%. The only reason, like Bryce whoever or, or, or Stacy whoever, you name some person on the TikTok or the InstaSnap. They're all that's very making money. Kids. That's fine, but they were just normal people. They weren't. They don't all come from famous people, sure. and they are. They they're taking their talents or their looks that their God given ability, mm-hmm. and and are making money off of that. And and if you you should be able to profit off of anything Look, you can. Good for you. Take I, advantage of every opportunity you can. If I could do it, I would. Exactly. I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna lie about that. Yes. Sure. 
But I'm, dude, I'm telling you what, the way people talk about that stuff, if my two girls were just like all of a sudden start raking in millions of dollars because they're doing, you know, tick snap chant dances and all this stuff and people were paying them. I'm like, go ahead, girl, make that money. Good for you. Just keep your clothes on. That's the thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, okay, it's all right. Only a, one of them got caught with the clothes off. There's a, there's a blurred there's a blurred line there. It's not blurred. It's hard. It's in the sand. It's, it's not blurred. Yeah. But some some of the people with their clothes on strategically wear certain clothes and, and sure, do, do sure. certain things and do certain dances and that kind of stuff. That makes it. Uh, but there are others that do all that stuff off. without being without doing that and still and are some of the most popular people in the entire world. Yeah, the, I mean, the TikTokers. You have to either have a real, ta- you have to either be good at something, be, have a real talent, or be very attractive. I mean, those are the two things. I don't think That's anybody's making any money without one of those things. Oh, I guarantee there's some people out there making a little bit of money that don't have one of those things. There's some goofballs out there making some money off of the TikToks I, and stuff. Maybe, maybe because there there are people that make money that are not good at what they're supposedly good at like yeah i mean we've seen terrible comedians before that make money yep. <laughs> doing comedy uh i'm i'm not good at my job and i make money um <laughs> fantastic at your job i don't know about that anyway sure yeah kardashians where do we get you don't NBA even playoffs, like the kardashians you don't like the you you I mean, you are jealous you are another one of these people that come out here jealous that you got four, five, six, eight people. I don't even know how many people were in that daggone family. And they've taken advantage of an opportunity and they've made the most of it. That, that right there is the American dream. That right there, I think, is what people have a problem with. How did they get that opportunity? What do you mean, how'd they get the opportunity? What what opportunity was there? I mean, that that they came from famous parents were they really though i mean like who well did, like rob Kardashian or you know, rob kardashian was that his name what was no rob's the brother uh whatever the kardashian guy was that was a lawyer for oj simpson i mean yeah you see him there but i mean outside of that nobody knew who these girls were while they were growing up like kim kim hooked up with ray j and Boom! Now she's famous. That's how it started, and, and apparently that was. Uh, and then he all, wanted to do a do a TV show on. Him. And apparently that was all orchestrated by her mom. Did you you don't. That? I don't well, yeah. I, just, I heard yeah. that recently. It, like the, the the mom's got the video. Mom mom stepped in. <laughs> I heard she and was made like, sure she got the video taking care of that because okay. she had to make sure there was That's, you know she didn't want it leaked again. That makes it even harder. It's there. There. It's a. It's a not so normal. It's a not so normal family. All I'm telling you is just very attractive. You, you take all. advantage of any opportunity that comes to you, I and suppose. and and a lot of other people. I'm not going to say every person, but a lot of other people would take advantage of any opportunity that was brought to them if it meant, mm, hey, you're going to make millions of dollars. Forget that. Two of them have billions of dollars sure and but here but i think the thing is don't give them credit for being super hard work i mean sure they, how do you know they, they're not hard working just they've I, got like five brands they, they've got sure. a clothing brand they, they do everything they worked at those stores be, they have those opportunities because of 
starting famous and rich and being really attractive. And so then that, that gets them opportunities that most, of course, most people don't have. And, and so I think you still have to work to build it. You have to do nothing was handed to them. I mean, the opportunities mostly were handed to them, but they still, I mean, people have opportunities handed to them every day. You still have to, you still have to work to make that work. It's not, people aren't just going out and buying something because you're, you, you're rich and they weren't famous before they were just rich. They were rich. There's a, a ton of rich people that live in the exact same area that they do. There was nothing more to them except being rich. You didn't know who any of those kids were. Any of the, the Kardashians, you know, who any of them were when they were growing up and their dad, when their dad did the whole trial thing, they were little tiny kids. Sure. And they grew up after that. Sure. But they're they're sort of famous because of that. And then or their mom married Bruce Jenner, who was one of the most famous athletes in uh, probably even when time. that happened. Did you hear? Oh, Bruce Jenner just married. Nobody heard about that. Nobody well, cared until about they that doing the show and stuff until but, they did the show. There you go. It, but it, the, they're rich people in a rich neighborhood. There's a bunch of rich people that are have famous parents that didn't get the show that or or some people that did look at run run's house they had an opportunity to do it you ever seen that with run dmc run's house never saw run's house exactly that was on e he had a show his kids were in it they're attractive people didn't pan out for them you still gotta work to make it happen harold reynolds not harold reynolds was it harold no it was uh no your boy on tnt he had a show Come on, Charles Barkley and uh, Kenny, Kenny Smith. Smith. Kenny Smith had one. He's got a bunch of cute, good-looking kids. They that were on TV. Very short-lived. It, it, that's the point. And, they, and they're not famous for that. They, like, no, they, they were famous other... from before that. They're, because Kenny was famous and Kenny was rich. And sure. they got the opportunity and got a show. But they couldn't move with it. The Kardashians moved with it. You have to give them because credit the for doing what they did. Release naked <laughs> videos and pictures of themselves. And they're like the top tier attractive do you know how many naked people have stuff out there that nobody cares that that doesn't right because I'm, they're famous they're famous and they're all over the place there's a ton of people with naked stuff out there that are super famous they, they it's it's taking i'm telling you taking advantage of opportunities and working they have you got you still have to work to keep that image and for them it's working to keep an image working to keep a brand going where it's at staying in front of the media that's the work that they have to do you think that's fun you think that's easy to live your life in front of a camera i'm going to tell you right now that sounds like that would suck it is it's probably way worse than some people think but they also are, are i mean they're doing that because they also like the limelight i mean i that's fine. A lot pretty, of people, pretty clear. Sure, a lot of people, but that a lot of people love the limelight. But as soon as all those cameras start flashing, things get real ugly real quick. Look at old Nick and uh, Nick and uh, Nick Lackey, Lachey, and Jennifer Simpson. Jennifer. You know, what I mean, once the lights came on, all of a sudden things got a little rocky. Boom! They couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. You don't forgot, remember that I show? I, I, yeah, I forgot about it. No, I'm just telling you, there's so many examples of that stuff not working. You still have to build that brand. You sure. still have to build that. You still have to work to do that. I'm just saying people give the Kardashians a rough time. I applaud them. I say way to go. I say great job. Way to take, way to take your opportunity 
and take it to the next level as far as you can. Sure. Sure. You don't believe you're, it, you're it's, totally out. No, I, I don't. You just dis- don't want to talk about it. I don't anymore. disagree. <laughs> it's just that for most people, it's it's a very different way to have to work for something than most people most people can't relate to what to what their opportunities are and to what work they have to do for that stuff. It's most people have I'm just telling you that more that hardship is, than that. So it's hard to relate. To people that. are 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 getting there now because of what they started with the, the whole branding and all that stuff sort of, on yeah. the social medias. There are a lot of people may not making millions and millions and millions of dollars, but there are a lot of people with a ton of followers because of whatever they do, whether they're good looking and do a dance or whatever, but get a lot of looks on their, on their page because of what they did. These people now are able to make money doing because, something like that because Kim, purposely uh because kim's mom purposely leaked Man, you don't know that you don't know that <laughs> oh yeah you just I heard just it heard see here we go pretty... you just heard it no, you're no, just I... as bad as every other media guy oh you know I... what i heard you know what i, I heard too i heard, I, heard but... I heard that joe biden started the coronavirus okay. yeah that's yeah talk about some stupid stuff that you hear uh the so golden state and dallas are are uh in... just trying to I... prove a point <laughs> Now, just because you hear something doesn't mean it's true. <clears throat> um, uh, sorry. It's not over yet. It's not. It's got to be close, though. I mean, it, the time may not be over in that game, but I'm telling you right now, when we stopped watching it, it was 20 points going into the fourth quarter. I'm wrong. It is over 112-87 Golden State. So Golden State's up 1-0 in that series. Miami's up 1-0 in the series against That's another 30-point game. Yeah. It, I know it, it that, that's the definitely by far the most disappointing part about these playoffs is there have been a lot of blowouts, a lot of blowouts. And even in some series, like a, a 25 point blowout one way and then the next game, a 25 point blowout the other way. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not like you win by 30 and you're like, oh, and you go out and sweep. No, there's game seven because you the, everybody's going back and forth. And a lot of it seems to be home court advantage. There's there are. It hasn't all been home games that have won, but if normally when you go on, look, look at the two teams that did it the other day. Oh no, Phoenix was at home. Phoenix was at home. They that's both, right. I forgot about both that. teams won all of their home games though until that game. Until that game. Yeah. Yeah. Because but Miami was number one seed. Miami was at home. Yeah. Which once again, there you go, right? Well, how many times have we talked about being in Miami and seeing that Miami hangover kicking? <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm telling you, dude, I think that's a real thing. I, I don't know that um, that they – at that point in the playoffs, I don't know that you're down there partying. Now, maybe – Maybe DeAndre Ayton went out on his own. <laughs> well, they, no, that, they didn't play in Miami. Um, but yeah, Game seven was in Miami. But DeAndre Ayton didn't. Oh, didn't yeah, yeah, you're right. He was in <laughs> Phoenix because he's in the West. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't I, – I wouldn't expect – in the playoffs, Miami didn't even play in a game but. seven. That's right, they didn't. Sorry, they didn't play in game seven. But um, we could go. We could go game seven though. Here, I, I expect, even though Miami looked really good in that game in game one, I expect Boston to come back and and punch them in the mouth in game two, and and uh, maybe not tie the series up. I don't know. I mean, it, maybe, but it this does feel pretty even. Um, and even maybe, maybe still, I would lean a little more Boston, even after yeah. that game one. I still, I, 
it feels like they have a couple more pieces, but we talked about this before about how the way Miami plays together, the way they play defense as a team, the way they play so well offensively as a team. It it's but then again, you're talking about Boston, who plays as good defensively as a team as anybody else in the NBA. So I don't know, man. It's it's hard. It's hard to say. Looking at the rosters, you'd say Boston would be the team to beat in this series. But yeah, I don't. I mean, Miami's sort of deep too. Sort of. I mean, when you have Struce, uh shooting the ball like he did in Game One, I mean they they have guys that can. Both teams really have guys like Grant Williams in Game Seven of that series. Like but they got the Miami's got the Sixth Man of the Year. Sure. Yep. And uh, yeah, and Tyler Hero, but. They both have good enough role players that they can have those games that they step up and score 23, 26, something like that, and, and kind of help take over a game uh, like Grant Williams did and, yep. and Al Horford did in that series too. Um, so anyway, I mean, you're going to get the star, the stars playing well, of course, but uh, I, I think it probably does come down to whoever plays the best defense and whoever's whoever's role players play the best. Uh, maybe maybe the couple of guys who come off the bench, uh, whoever's bench plays the best, maybe too. There you go. All right. What else do we have? We have. Let me tell you really quick. We haven't done a walking story in a long time. Oh, we haven't done a walking have, story, dude. Yeah, hook I us have up. a couple of things for it. So went out for a long walk Sunday morning. A couple of things happened. They're not great stories, but the one I'm walking past this funeral home, right? Uh, and okay. I, I swear, I'm like, I hear a cat, a cat making noise, meowing or whatever, making some sort of noise. But I'm looking around. I can't. It sounds like it's coming from a bush in front of this funeral home. Yeah. I can't see a cat. And I'm like, am I going nuts? Am I, I'm kind of looking around. There's hardly anybody out. I'm like, I hear a cat. I can't see one anywhere. So what? Who cares? I, I walk. Think that would have been my very first thing I would have said. Yeah. Who cat, cares? Who, who cares? I, I, I'm very aware of all animals because I'm afraid of all of them. But <laughs> so I, I keep walking. And then I, and I'm walking. I make my turn and I come back walking past that same funeral home. Right. Mm -hmm. Didn't really think too much about the cat anymore. I look up as I'm walking past the funeral home across the sidewalk in front of the door, in front of the front door of that funeral home, uh, which isn't too far from the sidewalk near the street where I am. This little lizard runs across from like behind one bush, runs across the, the little pathway in front of the door yeah. underneath uh, another bush. Right. Uh, an eighth of a second after that thing scurries across, a cat flies out and dives into that bush. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Cat chasing a, uh, a lizard, chasing a lizard. Are you scared of lizards? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I have my front porch. There's about twelve of them that live underneath it. Yeah, it's insane. Every time I come home, there's two or three of them out crawling on a wall or coming across that's the thing they're always like in rocks or, yeah. or like yeah. you know, concrete walls or something they're kind of fun to like see because i feel like i never saw them growing up yeah. I feel like it no. last three four years or something like that they yeah. start coming out around here i don't know how that happens but they migrated north or something and who knows now they're here um climate change that's right uh so <laughs> lobbyists we need you to take care i'm just kidding <laughs> Um, 
But anyway. I love when there's any ounce of something slightly political that gets put up and the awkwardness that comes out of you almost immediately <laughs> is so much fun to watch. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm so uncomfortable because I know almost nothing about it. So I don't really have anything to say. So I continue on my walk. I'm getting near home. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ready. So I, I'm coming down. I, I live off of a street that is like kind of a long street, and then there's like there's a there's a a, a down de- a decline in the street, and then at the bottom of this hill in this dip, there's like an S curve. Okay. It's like kind of a sharp S curve. So the guy whose house is on this S curve is out there cutting his grass and he's cutting right along where the sidewalk is. I see him up ahead. I'm walking toward that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to cross over so he doesn't have to worry about stopping or whatever. And I don't get hit by shrapnel. So I look back on the street behind me. I see there's a car coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to wait for this car. I'm still walking, plenty of room, plenty of time. I'm going to wait for this car. And then I look across the street where I'm going to cross. And there's this guy that just came out of his house, walks down his front porch onto his front, onto his front grass there. And I'm like, I'm going to wait until after I pass this guy's house, cross over. So I'm not like, I don't know what he's doing over there. I don't know if he's going to meet me in the, at the sidewalk or whatever. I'm going to wait. All this stuff. I overanalyze everything. <laughs> so... The car, the car goes by, right? There are other parked cars and stuff, so I don't see the car perfectly after it passes me. But a second or two after it passes me, loud, really loud bang coming from where that car is. And I look up, and the car just keeps driving. And I realize, it took me a second, but I realize it blasted a parked car's mirror off. Oh. It was... It, it, <laughs> I don't know if the person was looking at their phone or just, you know what that person was looking at? You know what they were doing? What's that? They passed you and they were checking that dude out in the (laughs) rear, in their side mirror and smoked that side. Oh, God, man. You know, yeah. I have been hit on by a gay man uh, out out walking before. So maybe one of the very, that might have been the very first walking. No, no. (laughs) Crack a thug was the first (laughs) walking thug. Yeah. Walking stories with crack a thug. That's how it started. (laughs) uh so anyway i don't think that's what happened but this car did hit that noise so and then the guy who was across the street at his house yells from his porch right away i looked at the guy and thought okay this guy's really something probably Mm -hmm. Um, definitely not fair to say that about anybody just by looking at them but he opened his mouth and i was like i was right (laughs) and just yells to a car driving away something about if you slow down you won't stuff won't fall off your off your car but he's saying at the top of his lungs and dropping mfs throughout yeah right so i'm like okay good that'd be a good neighbor to have so anyway and then he's standing there and then i see the guy stop cutting the grass because he's it was like the guy passed him right when he hit the car and he is like looking up and he starts like kind of walking fast toward where the guy, cause he's up the street pretty far yeah, now trying to get a license plate so or he, something. Yeah. So he, he's doing that is uh, some girl comes out of the, out of the house or something, or she was on the porch maybe. Um, and so she's like looking up there and she's getting her phone out 
and he he's like did you see what kind of car it was and she said yeah which is good because i couldn't tell it was a black car that's all i could see so so did you get to have a conversation with these guys later you didn't walk over there like oh no okay i didn't well you didn't see anything i mean you didn't get I, I know it happened, but I didn't really witness right. it because I was just kind of looking down and didn't expect it or anything. So anyway, just the, just the kind of seeing, kind of witnessing, I guess, a, mm. uh, a parked car get, get swiped. Nice, man. That sucks for that car. So that's the walking story. Yesterday, um, two days ago, yesterday, I'm working from home and you know I'm a DoorDash fiend. Oh, yeah. Big DoorDash guy. You do you use the serve the, the delivery services? Yeah, I pay for the Dash Pass or whatever. I don't know why, because by the time you order something, it's costing you as much as one delivery fee would be anyway. Absolutely. Uh, so I go. So Tuesday, Tuesday, I order breakfast. DoorDash, nice, no problem. Get it, eat it up. Order lunch. DoorDash, nice. Uh, Guy comes, it's taking a little bit longer than than I thought it was supposed to. End up says that you, you know your dasher dropped this off, and they take the picture. You know, mm-hmm. the picture of the food not was not on my porch. Oh, oh I'm like, okay. I'm like probably one of my next door neighbors. Got to be a next door neighbor. Yeah, I walk over to the left. No food. Walk over to the right. No food. Like, all right, I'm not gonna walk up and down the street looking at everybody's porch because it's gonna look like I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, looking for, to looking do for something. your food. It probably would look like you're looking for your food, and also it could look <laughs> like several other things. Like I'm looking, I'm just snooping on people's porches. Or and if like somebody that. wants to say, "Hey, what are you doing?" You know what I'd say? I'm looking for my food. Yeah. Plus, it would give me an opportunity to tell the story. <laughs> I just love talking, so it'd be totally different if I was doing it. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I'm I'm in the middle of work and all I want to do is get my is get my grilled club with no onions or tomatoes and my two cookies from Penn Station. Yes. And I want to bring them in and I want to chow them down. Yes. I did de- I have no idea where it is. I text the number that it you yep. know they text you from or whatever yep. and I say this is the wrong house. I didn't know how to I was trying to think of like the politest way to say you it. Delivered it to the know. wrong house this isn't the right house or whatever. Um, and so it sends me a little message. We are connecting you with your Mm -hmm. driver. Where is it? Is the, is the next message I got Mm -hmm. from the driver say, I just send him my address. I said, this is the address it was supposed to go to. I checked both next door neighbors. It's not there either. I wait about 25, 30 minutes. No response, (laughs) no response. This dude's getting a zero star. Yeah. And uh, so I, I'm like, I'm thinking the whole time, like, do I call the person? Do I text the person uh, again? Um, what do I, I have no idea what to do here. So I end up getting, there's a little help button or whatever. Yeah. I do that. It actually ends up being kind of easy. Um, and I got it asked you if you want a refund or if you want a credit. I'm like, I'm pretty hungry now. I want food. Yeah. Can you just get my food to me? So I took the credit and went back in Penn Auto Station again. again, ordered the whole thing again. Oh, tell me the same guy got it and he delivered it to the wrong house. It Please was, tell me that. No, but with DoorDash and probably the other services too, most of the time they will put a sticker that the restaurant will put a sticker on it, like basically kind of seal the bag. Mm-hmm. 
This came, not only did it not come in the Penn Station, the long white bag that they put it in, it came in a liquor store brown paper bag, totally open. It wasn't, like, not the sandwich. That was wrapped up and the cookies were wrapped up. But it was not a sealed bag. It was not a Penn Station bag. (laughs) It was just a brown paper bag with that stuff in it. Did you go back and look at the last picture? Did it Was it in a regular Penn Station bag? Yes. Oh, see, that's my thought. My first thought is, man, maybe Penn Station ran out of bags. That's that's what I assumed, yeah. But I I don't know. Especially after the first thing that happened. I'm like, boy, that's kind of a strike, too. Like, I might not even really think about it that much yeah. if the first thing didn't happen. Yeah. But uh, anyway, just wow. just kind of a – but you know what? I've ordered so – and I think about this all the time, like at Skyline. Once in a while, they'll get my order wrong if I go to the drive-thru or something, or I'll, I'll get an onion or two on, a, on something. And I'm like, I've been here 10,000 times in my life. They've gotten it wrong 10 times. Yep. That's pretty good. That's pretty daggone good. So anyway, I forgave him. Good for you. You say you DoorDash today. I did not DoorDash today, but you I work, will be working DoorDashing from, tomorrow. Working from home tomorrow. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, that's awesome. Those are my stories from this week. Um, you got anything? Anything crazy happened to you in the last week? Uh, anything crazy? Oh, so today uh, I'm in West Virginia in the mountains, West Virginia. Get up, go to my first stop, say hi to everybody, come out, flat tire. Oh, no. Yep. yep. So wow. I keep a compressor in the car. Good for you. Pump it up a little bit and roll to a empty parking lot, which in most places in West Virginia is not the smartest idea. <laughs> uh, go, to, go to this empty parking lot and uh, found, found the nail, got the nail out. Luckily, I keep plugs I keep tire plugs in my truck as well. So plugged it up, got home. That's the only story I got that happened today. Yeah, I get the, I mean, it takes forever because all the air has, all the air came out, comes out, and then you got that little tiny compressor takes forever to pump a tire up, especially a truck tire. So, uh, I mean, it took a good 35, 45 minutes for that thing to pump up. So, yeah, outside of that, I don't, I don't have much. You're a real man. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's about you to drive a big old truck through the mountains of West Virginia. <laughs> I carry my own compressor and my own tire plugs. <laughs> Dang, man. I'm such a lady compared to that. Uh, it has nothing to do with being a woman or a man. It just has to no, do with it has to do with the fact that that's happened before. So I, I bought plugs and now I keep them in my car because they come in like a pack of six. So <laughs> when you travel that far, that is not a bad idea at all. Yeah. Make sure bit. you're ready. Matter of fact, a, a driving story. Last week, I'm driving. I think it's the first time it's happened in my life, which is kind of surprising. I'm driving, and you know, I'm, I'm going like 45 minutes away to, to to get some basketball shoes. I'm looking for basketball shoes. Yep. I go up back up to the outlet mall. Driving up there, really loud bang again. I'm hearing all these loud bangs, loud bang on my car somewhere. I'm like, whoa! Like I, I jumped. hate that. I I'm hate like, that. I thought for a second I got shot at. <laughs> That's what it sounded like to me or how I assume it sounds. I'm like, oh, my God, what just happened? And it took me a second, and I, re- and I noticed big old chip out of my windshield. I hate that. I'm like, gosh, bless, man. I don't want it to spider. I don't want it to start growing. Get that safe light, man. Smaller than a quarter, man, or whatever it is. They put that safe light on there. They That's what they got on mine. 
I got a little safe light uh, patch on it. Okay. Is it, it's like, is it's it like, like some kind of little, okay. My, tiger dad, was, resin. my dad was telling me about yeah, that. It's like a resin. They put it on there. They do this like suction thing that's cool. And, uh, you know, it hardens and all that. Now I will tell you this. It's always there. That's going to bother me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to bother me for a little bit there. and then maybe not. I still see now. it constantly because I drive so much and I'm always hearing something bang against the window or something. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I immediately look up and I see that spot thinking it's new, but it's no, it's the same one. That's yeah. But it hasn't started chipping. It hasn't spidered out since they put it in there. They've got to, so they, they, their, their warranty for it is that <laughs> if it doesn't work, they'll take the money that you paid for that and put it towards your new windshield. <laughs> so yeah. what, the 80 bucks that you pay to get the, I don't know if it's 80 bucks or four, I don't know. It depends on your insurance, huh. but uh, whatever you pay towards it, if it doesn't work and it ends up spidering out and, and not working from that, then they're like, ah, all right, well, that money you paid us, we'll just put that towards your next windshield. So it's safe light, safe light, safe light, repair, safe light, replace. Absolutely. Um, okay. I'm going to give them a call. And, yep. and you just answered my other question. Did the, uh, did your insurance cover it? I think insurance it must. I have, well, it depends. You can have, if you got road hazard and stuff like that, then it just depends, man. It depends. I call my insurance guy. Yep. It's not bad though. I mean, it's as long as you don't have to pay a deductible where you got to put a claim in or something, because that would suck. But if it's something that is, is one of those freebies for you, then gotcha. it's always a good one. Otherwise, you just go pay the eighty bucks, and because it's otherwise it's like five hundred bucks full. Well, it depends on your windshield. For your little windshield, it might only be like two fifty, three fifty. Might be worth just replacing then if I don't have to look at that thing. Not for me. I'm gonna if it, you tell me you pay eighty dollars or three hundred and fifty dollars, I will give you eighty dollars if I never have to worry about that. You're always seeing it though. It's always on your mind. You're right. Like, I see it all the time, always and it's on my mind, and it never gets bigger. So I see it all the time. Just like Willie Nelson. Just like Willie Nelson. Same time. Always getting higher. It's <laughs> true. Always getting higher. All right, Adam. I think it's time for the Mount Rushmore this week. And I got to tell you, dude, this was, you did a heck of a job. Oh, thank you. This was a phenomenal Mount Rushmore. Uh, the Mount Rushmore this week that Adam chose was the Mount Rushmore of double play combos. Mm-hmm. Going back and looking at these, so there's a lot of stuff. I watched the Prime Nine, MLB always does Prime Nine. I watched a video on that. That was that was that was probably the best one that I saw. That they really got into gold gloves and all the different things. But the I didn't realize how many how many really unbelievable fielders that I've never heard of are. Yeah. So it's all about it's all about defense right this is not like taking like they said at the beginning of that show it's not like taking you know uh um robbie cano and Derek jeter and you know the only uh combo to ever have 200 both have 200 hits in a season that's not what it's about you got to be a defensive specialist you got to be a glove ozzy smith never really played with anybody that was a great glove yeah. lark never really got could you imagine larkin and phillips Oh my God. Larkin and Phillips would be on this list. Yeah, I would say so. 100% would mm-hmm. be on this list for the amount of gold gloves that they both had. Well, Larkin didn't have nearly as many because yeah. he played with Ozzie Smith. Three, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, when you play with the wizard, it's hard to grab. It's hard to get a bunch of them. Yep. Um, just so, like, just like all the guys that didn't win championships in the 90s in yep. the NBA. Yep. That's exactly right. Played in the Jordan era. Played in the Jordan era. 
Sorry for you, unless you were Hakeem. Yeah. You're the only one that got any. And you got your two when he was playing baseball. So yep. <laughs> So there's a lot of these that are that are fun. Like you've heard of, of Tinker and Evers before uh, because of the and the, and the way they make them out to be like they're the greatest of all time. Like there's nothing better than the Tinkers ever. Well, he's they're not on my Mount Rushmore. I'm, I'm, these are, if I'm putting them on my Mount Rushmore, then then it's going to be people that I know or have heard of. Okay. All right. Okay. So, okay, I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first. No, you go ahead. No, yeah. okay. Yeah, right. you, you go first. All right. So, I think one that we will definitely both have together um, is Robbie Alomar and Omar Vizquel. I didn't realize how incredible Robbie Alomar really was defensively. He had like eight gold gloves before he got to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And then he played with maybe the greatest defensive shortstop in the history of baseball. Yeah. In Omar Vizquel. That right there was an easy number one for me. Uh, the other one that I really liked uh, was, uh, where would that one go? The Yeah, here you go. The Luis Aprecio and uh, Nelly Fox. Mm-hmm. So both are Hall of Famers. Uh, both are guys that, if you go back into record books and look at look at different records, I remember when I was a kid, I was huge on uh, Major League Baseball records and and old Hall of Famers. I used to read so much. That I didn't read much, but if I read, it was about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Getting that stuff all the time, and and uh, those two stood out incredibly. Like Nelly or Nelly Fox and Luis Aprecio at the exact same time when they were together, led both led their positions and put outs and did all different kind and had gold gloves for like, I think out of the 10 years, they both got a gold glove together like six times or something stupid like that. Like in a lot of, that's how a lot of these double play combos are. They both got, both had, uh, had gold gloves going for a certain amount of time. Uh, number three is the one. My number three is a fun one because Everybody loves Alan Trammell, those old Sparky Anderson, uh, Detroit Tigers. I didn't realize how long they played together. They played 13 years together, and they played together in the minors. Sweet Lou Whitaker and Alan Trammell. Mm -hmm. Both of them uh, came up as defensive players so and knew each other like the back of their hand, dude. So, and they were both pretty good offensively, too. Very good offensively. Yes, very good. Very, very good offensively. Um, and then, of course, man, <laughs> got to go with the red legs. Got to go with Davey and Joe. Davey and Joe did it for six or seven years. And Dave Concepcion, if you ever talk to Omar Vizquel, speaking of the greatest shortstop of all time, his idol was Dave Concepcion. Dave Concepcion is probably top ten of – major league baseball players that should be in the hall of fame. Sure. The defense up the middle for the Cincinnati Reds in those years, when you start with Johnny bench and you go to Morgan and Concepcion, and then you go to Cesar Geronimo, I would love to know if in a, we'll just say a three or four year span, right? doesn't have to be however long, however long Joe was there five years or whatever, when they all played together, I just any three-year span. I guarantee there's no other middle defense that got as many gold gloves as those guys did. No way. 
It's insane how incredible those guys were. Uh, so that's my four. There's a lot of other really good ones out there. I didn't realize Bill Mazeroski was a defensive superstar. I mean, I you know, know you know him all about the shot heard around the world, but I didn't realize he was one of the greatest shorts or second baseman of all time. Um, so those are all those are my three, or I'm sorry, my four that I'm going to take. Good calls because. I have the same. I have three of the same. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I can't wait to hear who your fourth is then. We 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 mentioned Viscal and Alomar were an easy. We knew that one. easy. Yeah. Uh, Concepcion and Morgan were an easy number two for me. Yeah. And uh, and then reading, I loved reading about Alan Trammell and Lou Whitaker. I didn't realize. I didn't remember that. I did. Yeah, um, Thirteen or fourteen years together. And how they good did. they were both on both sides. They were both yeah. good hitters, and they both were outstanding defensive players they both they both there was one year they both won a silver slugger for their position a go and a gold glove for their position in the same year that's yeah that that's awesome i uh i was looking kind of for guys that were both in the hall of fame um that that, that weighed a little bit to me okay um so and, and so like peewee reese and jackie robinson dude that was awesome yeah, that, that's a that is that who you took? No, it's uh, not. Okay. But I, I look at Reese that is one. one of my favorite players of all time. And Jackie Robinson is one of is one of almost everybody's favorite players. Sure, of all he's time. probably one of the most athletic baseball player. He was the Bo Jackson be way before Bo Jackson. Yeah, and he didn't play a ton at second base, so it was it was a little bit harder there. He played some at second, but he also played first and he played some outfield and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. Um, I didn't put him on there. It was, it was like you said, it was crazy to think how good Ozzie Smith is. And he didn't have a second baseman that mm-hmm. Tommy Herr is the one that, that I saw a couple of yeah, times. And, and, said, and a couple, but, in a couple of different lists, they had him on there. But when you go back and look at Tommy Herr, he wasn't what these other second basemen were. Right. Um, one, I, I wanted to try to get a more contemporary one, one a little closer to, to this era. The one that yeah, I saw the the Jeter and, and Robinson Cano thing, and but that's not a great double play combo. That's just two really not, good. De- they're not even great. De- Robbie Cano wasn't doesn't you don't think Robbie Cano is a great defensive player? I, I don't. Does he ever? Does he even have a Gold Glove? I'm not, I'm not even sure. Derek Jeter never. I mean, he won was a gold such glove. a good offensive player for a while that maybe it overshadowed his defensive prowess. Anyway, but I I and I didn't really even look at this as you had it's. Only, only, only defense. Uh, that's how I looked at it. I saw. So, I sort of was willing to to let some of the offensive stuff in, just like they do when they decide who wins Gold Gloves. Yeah, it's one hundred percent true. Uh, but I did go ahead and take because of all the stuff, all the lists I looked at. Joe Tinker and Johnny Evers. Yeah, for the Cubs in the early nineteen aughts or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, they made a poem about him. They made a song about it. Like, did Tinker's, you, Tinker to Evers the Chance. Was did the, you see the, the coolest part about that is I was – did you watch the Prime 9? Did you watch I that did, thing? I didn't watch All that. Right, so the coolest thing about that whole deal is they played together forever. They 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 held the record for for whatever – for for put-outs together or something. Like, all, it's, it, the records they have are insane. And never talked to each other off the field. They didn't like each other. They didn't like each other. They had some kind of argument early in their career and never talked to each other off the field. That's crazy to me. That's so weird. But it goes to show you that you don't have to. I mean, yeah. it. I think it helps. I think if you get along with the guys that you play with outside 
of or in the locker room or outside of baseball or basketball or whatever, I think it definitely helps on the field. Absolutely. It, you don't have to, though. Nope. You can, there were, there's been a rumor for years and years and years. Maybe it's a little true. Maybe it's not that Johnny Bench and Pete Rose didn't love each other. No, well, that's not a rumor. They, there was a, they there was don't. a period of time. No, they, they are much they better didn't. now. There they was didn't. a period of time where they did not, they, they didn't talk. Yeah. Um, I, there you go. I mean, two of the greatest players ever period, you mm-hmm. know, um, on the same team that won two championships together. So, um, I, I, that, I did find that the most interesting thing that I read about those guys. Exactly what yep. you said there. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's my four. That's my four. So double play combos. There you have it. Did they win two championships together or did they win three championships together? The Reds? It, it, didn't they win in 72? No, 75 and 76. So they, was it 70 or 72? 70 was against the Orioles. 72 was against and the Orioles. And that A's. was enough. Right, seventy-two was the A's. That was uh, Gene Gene Tennis in the in the A's. That's right. Uh, so seventy, that's another one right there. Is the there was a double play combo for the uh, for the Orioles, and I can't remember where they were. I didn't write them down, but they were the same way. They played together for four years. They played together for four years, and they both won Gold Gloves at their positions those four years, both of them. And they were I was supposed to be insane. And then how about maybe the best defensive player period ever over at third base? How about that yeah, infield? Exactly. Brooks Robinson and those two. I know it. it's insane. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. I mean, how, how did they not win more championships? I think these guys were actually like 70, I think it was like 74 to 77. They played together. I could, or 73 to 77. So they weren't together on that world series team. But they might have been together on that second one. That okay. one, I mean, they were together for the. But yeah, Brooks Robinson was still would have still probably been there at that time. Yeah, uh, Brooks yeah. Robinson. I feel bad for Johnny Bench that year. <laughs> Dude smoked. He he stole five hits from Johnny Bench. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, I got a little kid on the team, man. This little dude, he's catcher, right? He catches for me, and uh, respect all loves catching, catching just like he. <sighs> fully embraces catching to to a point where he's already he he has shaved a mullet into his head it's like and he's and he got it permed at nine years old and because that's what all these you see all these catchers in college and everything they got these you know it's like it really just looks like the 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 thick mohawk the wide mohawk but they call it a mullet and they perm it and you know super curly hair with that that haircut and he fully embraces it all uh, they did a for his school. They did one of their projects they did this year was was a wax museum. Mm-hmm. So you be a famous person and then you stand there and then you say your little spiel about who you are. And he chose Johnny Bench. Yeah, he used the catcher's equipment for the team. I let him take it. He took it. To, he took it to school. And my dad has an a, a re, an old Johnny Bench sign. You know the inside. You know the gloves have the signatures on the inside. Uh, Johnny Bench catcher's mitt, and let him use that. Oh, so he got to so be cool. Johnny Bench at the things. Pretty cool. That's <laughs> so so cool. Yeah, for a kid, for a a, a, a young kid. To do that for a guy that played in the 70s. That's, yep. that's very cool. Um, a little Landon. Landon. Something now, else. Now he's my second favorite player on our team. Besides Parker. Team. There you yeah. go. Um, he caught Parker. He caught Parker's two innings. You saw oh, there you Parker's go. two uh, 
uh, shutout innings that he threw. Oh, my favorite little league battery in the world right now. (laughs) All right. We've got to go on. Speaking of former athletes, uh, let's go on to our comedy here. Uh, where are we at? Six hours? Oh, we're, dude, oh. we're not even close. I thought as much as we talked about Kim Kardashian, we'd be at like two hours by now. We're just a hair over an hour, man. We got some time. You guys are so welcome for that Kim Kardashian <laughs> conversation. Uh, listen, uh, you know why it didn't last longer? Because you refused I to give quit. in. You refused. You refused to play along. You did not. You I played along for a while. You gave me a, you gave me a good three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's about two minutes and 58 seconds longer than I wanted to. All right. I know that's true. That is hundred percent correct, but I did get you there for a second. I got you. I got you. You got me hooked for a minute. I got you hooked. I got you to where you were responding. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Until I had nothing left in the tank. I just had nothing left. <laughs> All right. But, Anyway, uh, hey, speaking of nothing left in the tank, yeah, uh, I do want to send a shout out to the old Burger Bros real quick. They will be at Delhi Liquor Store Saturday uh, underneath where they got their little tap room down there. The tap room of Delhi Liquor Store slanging burgers. Uh, huge fans of the podcast have been on the podcast. The last podcast before the virus hit mm-hmm. uh, slinging, slinging burgers for me. So, because Adam might have had Corona at the time, <laughs> I might have, might have, might, might have had my first version of the Corona. Yep. Um, <laughs> so weird to call it Corona now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Chris Stefano. Chris Stefano's Speshy Weshy. Can I tell you my favorite part about this? Yes, please. This special was when he started talking about older generations, and uh, he said, "If you're an older guy." Uh, from the 70s or 80s or whatever that you are uh i can't remember exactly how he said it but he was talking about being gay like you if you were gay you either you either came out or you kept it inside i I can't remember exactly what it was but then he started saying when my dad dies then i'll be able to start saying you know i might be like 90 percent gay like actually i might be 70 percent gay you know what i might be 85 Eh, i could be creeping around 90 (laughs) i was cracking up at that because they're the when i first saw this dude i thought he was by his mannerisms and the way he talks i thought that maybe he did i I thought maybe he was uh playing for the other team or both teams maybe maybe it's both teams i don't know how to say that i don't it's just a different team for me i'm not saying it's the wrong team i'm just saying it's a different team i don't 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 cancel me oh a little defensive there huh okay yeah i just don't want to get canceled i've had a rough listen off the podcast, I've got some stories that happened today where I've, I'm trying not to get canceled. All right. Today? Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell oh, you this boy. one. Yeah. forgot to tell you. You want to tell one. it? Nah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Nope. We'll save that. Sure do not. We'll save that for after we hit stop. On <laughs> that's the, the uh, <laughs> if you want to get on the after hours podcast, that's uh, it's our can, Patreon. You can jump on the nosebleedsportspodcast.com. Click on that. That's that you have to subscribe and pay for. Yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of people who say uh, say silly things because you already started talking about it, Chris Stefano he de- he's been he's been doing those jokes about his dad and how his dad is one of those guys. I love it from so an old New York guy was very <laughs> rough around the edges. He's told a story I think on a on a on another special, but he's told it several times before about about how his. Uh, his dad was involved and had friends and, uh, and you know, involved in organized crime, yeah. the mob or whatever. Yeah. 
and uh, got Chris got expelled or something from school at one time, and his, his dad question. went in there, and he like basically told the principal, "You're gonna let him back in," and the principal's like, "No, no, no, he's not coming back in," and he's like, "Chris, go lock the door." <laughs> go lock the principal's office door <laughs> and uh, the principal let him back in <laughs> this dude sounds so great i i know that he's blowing all this stuff way out of proportion but i'm sure there's enough of it that's true that he uh, he can build on the floor seat story where he takes his i i i'm sure the taking the shoe off and having his bare foot on madison square gardens was probably the embellishment part but I totally believe the rest of all of that story. <laughs> so Bill Collins, he's gay or something yeah, like that. He's, oh, yeah, he definitely smokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, when you go back home, when you go back home, what do they call you in the house? When the family's around, what do they call you in the house? They call you Phil or Philip. <laughs> Philip. Yeah, this guy smokes. <laughs> that was one of the funniest parts. I, here was the hard part of this whole special for me. I've heard most of these jokes already. I saw him live. New Year's oh, yeah. Eve. I also watch two podcasts that he's on every week. He just, I've, I've heard most of this stuff before. And even just the theme of, of a lot of these jokes and all the stuff that so, he does about his, his uh, girlfriend and his kids being yeah. Puerto Rican and all the stuff that comes along with that. And his Puerto Rican women uh, or Latina, Latina women. Uh, looking through phones, being the best at looking so through great. Phones. CIA should all oh, should be yeah. AOC so should be the head of the CIA or whatever. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so That's anyway, so that was the hard part for me. Is most of this I've heard. That's got to be tough for these guys because when you're out on the road and you're doing, you've got podcasts that you do every week. You're you're doing shows four days a week, sometimes more. Probably getting that just that specific material ready for your next special. That's all you're talking about all day, every day. When you get to the podcast, it's got to be the thing that's constantly coming out of your mouth because you're always working on it, right? Yeah. Like in your head, you're even working on it there on the podcast with a friend listening. You know, you're still working. So that's got to be tough for people that because I don't listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to any podcasts. And um, so I know I've wanted to do the Mount Rushmore podcast for a long time, but I know I can't. I, I would 100% do the Mount Rushmore podcast with you. I'm and I'll force my I I have you just find the best titles. Hold on a second. <laughs> have I listened to four different podcasts? I've listened to three that I know. I've listened to three different podcasts. I've listened to a Joe Rogan podcast before. Mm-hmm. Uh those are hard by the way cuz they're long. They're so long. There's a lot of smart people that talk crazy on them. So I watch the ones with comedians. Um those are usually way better. So the Ron White one, there was a couple of them, but one of the Ron White ones was really good. Anyway, Joe Rogan I've listened to a couple of his podcasts. I've listened to our podcast before. And uh, I've listened to a podcast called Chasing Scratch. Okay. Which is a couple guys trying to, uh, they're chasing, they're trying to become scratch golfers. Oh, okay. Not what I was expecting. Yeah. Oh, like scratch, chasing scratch. Yo, gotta get that scratch, baby. You know what I'm talking about? Get that green. I thought it was just like, yeah, uh, like a, a, a financial podcast. Gotcha. Right? Okay. No, no, no. Chasing Scratch is a golf podcast. Okay. Nice. So you've listened to three podcasts. Yeah, I could do a Mount Rushmore, I guess, and just no. I could just come up with a fourth. No. Uh, <laughs> that, no, I haven't done it because I know you haven't. I'm not going to make you do that. <laughs> um, okay. So, so I made you do the Mount Rushmore of zoo animals. 
I've been to the zoo a million times in my life. I can do that. No problem. Um, do you have anything? I, I think I kind of cut you off. You were going fine on the, on the Chris Stefano thing. Was there anything, other, uh, any jokes, anything, his, his demeanor, his, anything about how he delivered or anything like he's, that? that? He always seems like he's like, he's on a little bit of cocaine. <laughs> he, he's always got a little cocaine looking on him. And the fact that he had six martinis before the special, that slow him down a little bit tells me like this dude's always coked out. He's jittery. He's very jittery. And I don't know if it's anxiety or, or if that's just who he is or it's just normal or what it is. But the first special threw me off with it because it felt like his time. He had no timing. Like he, everything was so quick and quick and quick. And he just threw it out. This was totally different. I felt like this was way different. I felt like I felt maybe it's because I've heard him before and I've, and I've seen more of his stuff. So I, you kind of get the feel for the flow a little bit differently. I don't know if that's it or if he really did slow himself down enough for me to not notice it as much. Because mm-hmm. I felt like there were more pauses and, and correct pauses and, you know, to let the joke settle before the punchline came in. Yeah. He's becoming a better comedian. Sure. So um, my I'll tell you this, though. the One of the things I loved – is how he hated on Netflix the entire time. Talked about this show, The Beast, or something like that, that he was on, which, by the way, holy cow, that's hilarious. He gets fired, and then the dude from China ends up putting, ends up tweeting it, tweeting out the, 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 when he fell. Ah, uh, that was hilarious. Uh, I, I, and then at the very end of the special, when he's like, you know what? I really want to thank every one of you guys. Thank you. I tried to get a get this on HBO and Netflix and a couple others, and nobody wanted it. So it's gonna be on YouTube. You're all gonna be on YouTube. Get on YouTube. I don't know when it'll be out, but it'll be out, and you guys can see it on YouTube. And as he's walking away, he goes, "Unless Netflix wants to buy it, then I'll sell it to them." <laughs> <laughs> and they did. And they did. One of the, I wrote down two of the jokes. Okay. One of them was the one you just mentioned when he's on the he's on the, uh, the show. The show, and there's the it's water, but they're supposed to call it the something blood or some kind of blood. Bulls, no, it was uh, yeah, I can't remember something. something. <laughs> it's the Chinese guy. <laughs> the second day, he was like, "Yeah, I'm done with that. I'm not calling it that anymore. Yeah. I just make the decision is I'm not calling that anymore." <laughs> So he said he fell into the duck sauce. Into the duck sauce. That was very funny to me. And then one of the other dad stories was just just when it was just a small part of it, but he called and they they saw Steven Tyler somewhere and he said, Hey Bon Jovi. Jovi. What's this piano man doing over here? That part was funny. He was blotting his he was blotting his pizza. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it was. With a napkin. Hey, don't do that. Hey, you don't do you don't do that. <laughs> Telling Steven Tyler how to eat his pizza. <laughs> I want to meet this dude's dad so bad. Have you ever seen him? No. See, so he's like in his mid-70s now or something like that. He's getting old. Yeah. And if you see him, he's been on his his Chrissy Chaos podcast a bunch of times. And so he's not, he doesn't seem nearly like Chris has joked about him for years. Sure. Um, Because he's just like an older guy. He just sounds like an old dude. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, you know, I'm sure when he was a little younger. And it's a lot, you know, you have to take something your dad says and blow it up 
in order to make it good enough to be on, right? So there's a lot of stuff's always going to be blown up anyway. Yeah. Chris, what do you give Speshy Weshy? Boy, I hate saying that. See, I think he loves saying it. He, lo- he loves, he loves it. it. He says stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go. I, t- I liked it. I really did. I really liked it. I laughed. I, I was, I was consistently smiling or laughing through it. Uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, I, w- I didn't know. I picked it. I know, but I wasn't sure how I was going to like this. Okay. Uh, I give it a 4.3. I thought it was really good. Wow. I thought he, this was, I think it was just because I was, I remember last one, I didn't score very well. And I think this one was much, much better. Good. Good. I'm glad you liked it. Um, I went, I, I kind of mentioned it before. It, probably not fair to him, uh, but I've, I've heard a lot of this stuff before. I was kind of hoping uh, that, I, I was kind of hoping to hear some different type of jokes maybe. Yeah. Um, he talks about a lot of the same stuff and I'm, I'm just, maybe I just overexpose myself to him. Yeah. Um, but, for, I think for that reason, I wasn't laughing super hard through the thing. So I gave it a three. Wow. Gave it a three. Man, we were way off on this one. Pretty off on this one. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. All right. That being said, what's your uh, what's your next one going to be? What are we going to go with for the next comedy special for this coming week? Lots of uh, lots of choices still. There are more. Uh, your boy just came out with one in the last couple of days. Um, I don't I'm think really, I'm really interested. I watched the trailer. So did I. And uh, not, I mean, it, I was the 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 chicken wing joke didn't hit like I think he thought it should. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I feel bad that that was the trailer. And if that's the trailer, what the rest is going to be like? Look, you know how much I love Cat Williams, man. I love that dude until that day we saw him, and that it totally turned me off. And I still, when I hear his old jokes and stuff on Comedy Central, I laugh so hard. My favorite, one of my favorite jokes, is peripheral when he starts talking about peripheral, and <laughs> some brothers think that's a car. Yeah, you driving that peripheral? <laughs> um, we don't are- give me pity. Don't give me sympathy laughs. It was a Cat Williams sympathy laugh, I guess. It was a Cat Williams sympathy laugh. I'm going to go with uh, somebody that we kind of – I thought you were going to do this one last week. I'm doing it this week. Okay. Christina P. Mom Jeans. Mom Jeans. On Netflix. I saw the trailer for this one, too. So uh, did I. After, after Special Weshy. That, that was a pretty – she – She's got she you can tell she's been doing this for a while. Seems like she's been doing this for a while because her timing and then her change of tone dramatically and stuff to really push that point across was this guy. I, I got a feeling this is going to be really good. Yeah, I, she's she's like a professional speaker. I mean, I guess that's what comedians are, but sure. she she's she really has a gift for it, I think. Um, and I'm going to say, I, I, I haven't seen much of her stand-up. I've watched their podcast. They do, she and Tom do a, a podcast together called Tom, Your Mom's House. Tom, Tom, Se- Tom Segura. Is that his wife? His wife, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. No idea. So um, th- it's a really popular podcast. It's really, really good. It's, it's, it's funny and they have comedians on all the time, but, and they, they do pot, I mean, they do two and a half, three hours themselves all the time. Oh, really? So, um and they do, they watch videos of insane people talking about insane things and it's all real raunchy and dirty and stuff, nice. but it's very funny. And Tom's just, she's funny, but Tom honestly sort of makes her seem not funny at all because he's just That's so his. funny all the time. He's so crazy. 
that he's one of my he is i haven't seen we, he hasn't had one for a while since the balls or whatever that one was but that dude ball hog ball hog that was really good let's go christina p all right that sounds good you have got a mount rushmore i do the next week i am going to go with the Man, that Mount Rushmore of double play combos was legit. Thank you. Did you did it inspire anything? It did. It did. I don't know how to say it though. Okay. So let's go with uh try with your mouth. <laughs> I'll give it a try. So not my nose. Okay. Get your nose into it a little bit. My nose you, is always you can into do it. it, get your back into it. <laughs> I can do it. Put your get nose, your nose, nose into, it. into it. Um I'm going to go with the Mount Rushmore. I guess this is okay. The Mount Rushmore of Major League Baseball base stealers. Yeah. Base stealers. All right. So, you know, Drew Stubbs, uh, um, Billy Hamilton, you know, the whole nine for you. Drew Stubbs. You remember Drew Stubbs? Of course I remember. He was fast as lightning. He was. And he didn't look like he should be fast. Couldn't hit at all. I mean, he hit better than Billy Hamilton did. I don't know. Didn't he? <laughs> Pretty sure he definitely did. I bet he hit about, I bet he hit 225. Billy Hamilton so. hadn't seen 225 since he was in the minors. <laughs> Billy Hamilton hadn't seen 225 since he's left, since he left his ex old lady. But he's still, <laughs> but he stole 225 bases as well. So in the minors. <laughs> There's a reason um, those two didn't get didn't go very far. <laughs> All right. Base dealers. I love it. I love that part of the game. I was talking to my friend the other day, I, a couple weeks ago, we were at the, the uh, elder Moeller game together, yeah. that really good game that they played down at UC. And we were talking about stuff like that. And, you know, they were playing, they still play those, those two teams, GCL baseball and probably high school baseball all over the place still, you know, lays down sack bunts and yep. does the small ball stuff. And, and, uh, and we were talking about how we miss that in baseball and we miss people stealing. It's yeah. it's one of the most exciting plays. They say the triple is the most exciting play in baseball. The the steal, the attempted stolen base yeah. is right up there with it, I think. That is they're trying major league baseball wants to bring it back. I mean, they they are they are trying out a rule in the minors where the base is like two inches big, well, four inches bigger, I guess. Yeah. Two inches bigger all the way around. So it's four inches bigger square or i don't know how to explain that um so i mean they're in and that is specifically for the reason of all right man there you go that's an extra two inches you know what i mean i i can't imagine any other reason they would want to do that except for to try to help with the stolen base i guess i, th- I thought it was maybe a safety thing you know like covering the base to to so that there's more room for for a runner to run especially at first maybe to like to run through and a guy to have his foot on the bag or something like that I don't know, but that may be the case too. But it's going to come down to the mathematicians that work in the front office whether they, whether they think it makes sense to start stealing bases again or yeah. swing away, you know. Um, but very exciting. I love the is is egotistical as the guy was. It's hard not to look at Ricky Henderson's numbers and just go, "Wow, yeah, it just create." I mean, some people are just different. They're different. Mm-hmm. And usually people that are different that are that and at their at what they do that are just head over heels better than anyone else that's ever done. Usually those people 
that that attention to detail that whatever's in your head you lose something else of normality and those people aren't always uh 100% stable i sure. guess and maybe it's not the right word but they're just a little different it reminds me of floyd mayweather i sure. cannot stand the guy i can't no. stand how he talks how he acts i want to watch every single floyd mayweather fight the dude is incredible at what he does with his hands and he is as fast as you know who else is really fun to watch when it comes to fast hands and stuff this dude he's all once again young kid taking an opportunity making a little extra cash he's all over the social media uh ryan garcia oh yeah ryan garcia he's all over social media he's always doing he did he just did a commercial with uh one of with the brothers, Dan, right? Dan, no damian lillard uh gatorade commercial with damian oh, lillard oh, and yeah. they're yeah. they're they're sparring and stuff yeah and you know that's all over you can see the whole all the stuff before and everything but he loves he does these things with these tiktok stars or whatever where they put this big the big vest on and uh he just starts punching them in that padded thing until they can't take it anymore and it's one of the funniest things in the world to see these what do you want to call them uh i don't know highfalutin ding dong lookers yeah what do you call people that look all fancy oh Fancy know. wancies. Sure. If Fancy wancies. Chris Stefan, that's what you call them. Anyway, Ryan Garcia is is a lot like that. Dude is so incredible. His hands are so fast. He doesn't have the head movement of Floyd Mayweather, which is another thing. Yeah, you can't does. touch Floyd. You can't touch Floyd. Yeah. If Floyd doesn't want you to touch him, you ain't going to touch him. If you do, you're hitting his shoulder. Yeah, you're hitting his, his shoulder. shoulder yeah, exactly. You ain't hurting him. Right. Uh, <laughs> um. So anyway, Ricky Henderson sort of reminds me of, of him in that way. No, no, man, uh, I can get off on a tangent quick. So can I? Uh, trust me. But uh, anyway, it's just to just to go back and look at Ricky Henderson's numbers and just see like see like stolen bases in the one hundreds yeah. for the like, <laughs> he and Vince Coleman and Luke yeah. Rock and those guys. I'm like, oh my god! And even even as recently, Billy, Wills and Billy Hamilton had yeah. a year in the minors. So he yeah. had like a hundred and 104 or 106 yeah. or something like that stolen bases in a year so crazy did i ever tell you my maury wills stores story mm, i don't know uh so i worked at u.s bank this is god oh, this I, this can't be legal what i'm about to do mm, hipaa violation what are they I, I mean, it's not, we're not a, it's not a it's not a it's not a hospital it was a bank they can't fire me right no they can't you dude, don't work there dude calls up it's like maurice wills and uh old guy calling me and he's in San Francisco, San Francisco. It was one of the years San Francisco when they had their every other year championship that they went through. And, uh, he calls up and he goes, I'm looking to see if, uh, there's been a, there's been a deduction from the San Francisco giants. And, uh, I was like, yeah, I was like, and he goes, Oh, okay. Just making sure that they got my world series tickets for me. And I look at this thing and I was like, is this Mari Wills? And he was like, yeah. And I said, oh, my God, you're one of the greatest base dealers to ever live. I start, like, I can't help but fanboy it, right? <laughs> and he goes, I'll tell you what, I don't know if you're allowed to do it or not, but if my phone number's in my bio, you go ahead and take it down. You ever come to California, you give me a call anytime, and I'll get you tickets to a Dodgers game or a San Francisco game anytime you want. God. It was the coolest. I wrote it down. I feel like you had to have told me that. I wrote it. I, I wrote it down and hung it on my fridge. It was there forever. I was scared to death to ever call it or do anything yeah. like that. But oh, I one hundred percent 
took that number down. I, this is one of the cold, cold chills right now talking yeah. about. I had I sat and had all a conversation over your, all over your wounds, all, all over my dog wounds that I got. But yeah, it was uh, one of the one of the coolest things that ever happened. Yeah, with the at one point in his life was the stolen base record holder until Lou Brock beat him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yep. Brush with uh brush with greatness. There. That's right. Yeah. That's so and he cool. was totally cool. I was like, oh my gosh, man. Sounds and he like... was like, You and your dad ever get out? I mean, we talked, it was 20 minutes. I was on the phone forever. We weren't supposed to be on the phone long with people. I, of course, that was my biggest <laughs> down. Like, I got to keep this guy on the phone as long as I can. I mean, I did that anyway with old people when they got on the phone. I can't not talk to people. You want to talk to me? I can't shut you. I'm not shutting you down. I'm letting you go. And I'd always get in trouble at U.S. Bank for that because they want you to like 60 seconds max phone calls. Get them in, get them out. Dude, I'm on phones for 15, 20 minutes sometimes just bullcrapping with the people. You know what I mean? You were willing to risk your job for a, a, a long thousand percent. Well, I just remember looking at it like, holy crap, is it, do you think? And I just asked him and he was like, yeah. And I said that and he's like, yeah, because right there, I mean, there it was. And he was getting paid by the Giants as well. He was a, he worked in their front office. So he had deposits coming in from the Giants. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe he was looking for a deposit instead of a deduction. I can't remember, but whatever it was. Yeah. I remember he was getting, he was working in the Giants front office at the time. Can you imagine not being able to just log in yourself to a a ledger of your of your transactions? Oh, dude, and that, see it? dude, you have to call old, somebody. When I worked at US Bank, this now we're you're talking. This is going back almost fifteen years. Right. When I worked at US Bank, God, it's been that long, yeah. uh, and it was still unheard of not to be able to do that. So the only people I talked to were old people, man. It was nothing but sure. every when I worked third shift there. I'd talk to the exact same people every night, every <laughs> night, little old lady call up. Can you tell me the check numbers that went through and how much they were for? And I click on every check that came through that night, let her know which ones came through. She could get on her little book and make sure she was good. I'd say, I see here on the memo line. This is uh $20 yep. for your grandson's birthday. Yep. Happy birthday yep. to grandson. Yeah. That's funny. <clears throat> I had a, uh, we had, we had a lady that would call in. Her name was the same way every night, but she wasn't asked. She wasn't asked for deductions. She wanted to know deposits that were put in. And uh, it was a business account. And I can't remember what the business was called, but her name was Madam Something. Oh. And every single morning at, you know, five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, she would call in and ask for the deposits what what were the deposits that were made last night or yesterday every single day i remember going i am 100 percent talking to someone who is running a whorehouse <laughs> or she's a pimp or something oh, i don't Adam. know okay yeah huh that that's not the first thing you would have thought when you see her name was like madam sylvia or something like that no i'm like and she just wants to know deposits that are coming in and all the deposit and they're just a ton of different every deposit slip had a woman's name on it like every single one i was uh, like man this is way too man something's going on over here massage parlor owner, something huh? something something see i thought like great gatsby rich uh like fancy name fancy oh, person no no, no. she was like they, they were all like you know 250 bucks 310 dollars 400 dollars uh, 150 dollars 310 dollars yeah okay yeah thank you just might be on to something there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly 
Huh. She calling every day. We had all kinds of. We had one lady that was, I could t- I could tell stories about calls like the U.S. Bank. I love I love these stories. I had we had a lady that would call in. This is back when Rihanna was just getting big. Okay, and she would call in, and she had a whatever accent to her, and she said that she was Rihanna. She she said Rihanna is trying to steal my identity. Rihanna is stealing my. She would call three days a week. Rihanna is stealing my identity. I need to figure, we need to have, you can see who I am on my profile. And her name was, I can't remember, but whatever it was. And she tried to talk to you forever. Like I'm calling, we've called, I've called the cops. I've I've been in touch with the FBI and all this other crazy stuff. Obviously she was a dingbat who would call at two o'clock in the morning, but like it was three, four nights a week. This lady would call and I got her all the time. All the time. I feel like you could have so much fun with that if you wanted to. Hundred percent. I play into that. A hundred percent. I'm like, holy cow! I said, so can you? She's can you sing? Are you, she steal your songs? No, didn't steal my songs. She just stole my identity. And I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> I I totally play into it. I let that girl go on forever, <laughs> forever. I'm going to have to start thinking. I got hit on by a ton of old ladies. Is that right? Oh, yeah, all the time. And I would hit right back to them. I get right back to them. You sound like just the most handsome little boy. I said, well, I might sound like a handsome boy, but I'm going to tell you right now, you sound like one of the most beautiful women I've ever talked to. Oh, jeez. Love doing that. I feel like like nowadays that's immediate firing. Oh, 100%. I probably should have been fired back then, but whatever so it was it was after the it was after the downfall making 850 an hour exactly whatever, whatever. <laughs> see you later adios you'll find something else to do <laughs> man i'm gonna start thinking of some good stories i had a bunch there was always good stories all right i'm gonna come up with i got another one but i'm gonna save it for next week okay i'll save it for, we'll come we'll go u.s bank phone stories U.S. Bank walking stories u.s bank stories <laughs> nice Man, I just gave out like three or four of the best ones. What a bummer. That's all right. If I can remember, if I remember, I'll, I'll I'll pop some more up. There was all kinds of fun ones. So overnight, when I worked third shift, dude, it was every night was a blast. Speaking of having a blast, I just I just thought of this. I'm gonna tell you. We can talk about this next week, but I should have said something during the comedy thing. I'm seeing David Spade live this weekend. Yes. So we can. Uh, I'll, I'll discuss that with you next I week. I can't wait to hear all about that. That's going to be awesome. Uh, my sister sent me something today. Oh. Uh, she's going to love possibly get, sister send me something. get into some. She said she wanted to buy me tickets for uh, Father's Day. Boys to Men, Saturday, August 20th. Oh. Are you going? Do you know anything about it? No, where are they at? Hard Rock Casino, Cincinnati, Ohio, I, baby. Last time they were here, they were there. Um, and my sister and I thought about going my sister and I, yeah. Um, speaking of sisters, the uh, man, yeah, I've been, I've been, we need to make it a family affair. Let's all go, dude. I would totally go August 20th, August 20th, man. I would totally go to that. Um, absolutely. And I also bought tickets tonight to see Bill Burr in Cincinnati at Heritage Bank Center. Oh, nice. In oh, that's a big one. That'll be a big show. October big show. I hope you feel. I hope he fills that place up. Be kind of awkward to get. Oh uh, yeah, get that whole joint. I would and think. Not everybody go. The good thing about Bill Burr is you get a good variety of people going to that show. That's gonna yeah. be that'd be a really fun show. He is 
That dude is hilarious. He's funny for everybody. Bill Bill Burr is fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm okay. excited. I'm excited about that. All right. We've played around long enough. Yeah. Next week, we'll have uh, some more conference finals mm-hmm. of the NBA playoffs. We will have um, Christina P. Comedy. We've got a Mount Rushmore of base stealers. And uh, so I guess until then, don't forget to turn your headlights on.